Want to party with us? I'm Anita Joyce here with Kelly Wilkness, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks, Episode 337, Decorating for Entertaining. And the show notes for today's episode can be found at decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash 337. I do love a party. And one of our longtime loyal listeners turned friend, Darcy H., really loves to entertain, and this episode was inspired by... By Darcy. So thank you very much, Darcy. Oh, Darcy. And Yay. yes, and I'm hoping Darcy at one point invites us all over because I just heard she has a, a very well-stocked wine cellar. I heard <laughs> too. I saw that email. Wow. Yeah, so fantastic. She did not give over her drink. I saw I you asking for, for the address and it was not I just provided. got a smiley face back. How and can we show up, Darcy, without yeah, your address? I'm going to find you. <laughs> Google map you. I have an announcement to make. Oh, no. What is it? Okay. <laughs> She's it like, could what? be so many things. I know, but it's a good thing. Okay. Can I you believe so. we have recorded over 200 hours of podcast episodes for decorating tips and tricks? Oh, my goodness. So 337. Well, not even. Less than 337 translates into over 200 hours. Mm-hmm. Wowza. Yeah. Do you need to rest? Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for putting up with us. We did this all at the risk of boring you, and I guess we haven't. (laughs) And a lot of people have listened from the beginning, so I'm so impressed you're still here. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people go back and listen over again, which is really mind-boggling. But So if you're new here, we've got plenty of content for you. Yes, yes, uh, we do. And... uh, we actually have a question at the end that we're going to answer, which will curate a little of all that content for you. So that was a interest. I didn't know that. Thank you for sharing that with us. So here we are, decorating for entertaining. We're heading into the summer months. You'll be listening to this in June. Uh, it's being recorded for June 3rd. That's the day it's coming out. So uh, we're sliding into the summer entertaining season, which I always think is a great time to entertain because you can be outside and that's so nice. Um, But there are definitely ways to approach your decorating for entertaining that you may not have considered. It may not be the time when you pull out all the stops and get all the fussy, yet beautiful and well curated, but, you know, (laughs) filled with little items vignettes going. You know, maybe all the cloches are not out. Um, And maybe not every single pillow is on the sofa. Uh, Maybe some of the rugs are rolled up. So your tendency- Oh, dancing. Yes, of course. Because what's the phrase? Cut a rug? You don't want anyone to cut your rug or spill on your rug or anything like that. So, you know, what we might be saying today is to sort of pull back a little bit on your decor so you can have not only more space but less stress and just less stuff around when you're entertaining, which may be counterintuitive because as we all know, you know, what is the best catalyst to getting things done and decorated and up and hung and all of that is having people over. Right. But what you're talking about, about clearing some things out, I think is a great point. When people sit down on the sofa with a plate and a glass, you want to be sure there is a place for them to set their glass 
on the table next to the sofa. You do not want them putting that glass on the floor. That's a disaster waiting to happen. So be sure you've got space on the tables for people to set drinks and try to bring enough chairs in so that everyone has a place to sit. This is the time to have some good looking folding chairs in the closet that you can bring out. And there's so many options now, uh, including a ton of things from Ikea. I shouldn't say a ton, but there's some gorgeous folding chairs they have that we use. So those can be set up and you can actually set up some folding tables or some extra tables or trays on tables uh, for people to put their drinks on and perhaps even their plates. Right. Because doing all this will help you to be relaxed. I mean, no matter how skilled or experienced you are in being a hostess, it's kind of stressful to have people over, particularly, uh, you know, we who take great pride in our homes and you want it to look its best and, you know, everything just be just so. But really the heart of it is that you really want the people to enjoy themselves. And how are they going to enjoy themselves best is if they are reading from you, from your demeanor and your body language and your home, that you're relaxed, therefore they can be relaxed there too. You know, if everything is, uh, you know, decorated to the nines and all your pillows are out and all your best fabrics and throws and everything is displayed, well, people will, maybe they'll feel more like they're on a home tour that should have some velvet robes rather than they're at a party. So I would you know, know thyself. And I might just take out of my rooms where the party is going to be held things that I would really be bummed about if someone spilled red wine. Oh, good point. You know, like if somebody sat on my Berger chairs and like, you know, pulled their foot up under them and they had dirty shoes on (laughs) or they spilled red wine, you know, no matter how much I loved them, uh, I would be upset when they left that that had just happened. So if I was going to have people over and entertain in my living room and it's going to be more than just a couple of people and that sort of thing might happen – I would just take those chairs out. I would put them in the barn or I would put them out of the room where the party's happening and, you know, throw a sheet over them and get them when the party's over and put them back. Or or put put some of those uh, IKEA folding chairs that Nadine's mentioning or pull in something else that you're fine with. A lot of people end up standing or do like, uh, if it's going to be a bigger party, maybe rent some of those tables that are more the cocktail level where people are standing, but yet they have a place to put their drink, uh, their food and things like that. No, that's a good point. And if you have an oatmeal colored linen slip covered sofa like we do, uh, I think it's a great time to cover it with the throw. Yeah. Uh, a very large throw. Just uh, And I think that's a fine look. I don't think that's a problem. No, I just get no. a pretty and people one. People are coming to your party. Your house is still going to be beautiful, and uh, even if some of your you know, crucial pieces that you love, some of your decor pieces are taken away, you know, clear off the tabletops. Uh, you know, you don't. Ha- that's maybe not the day to be displaying. You know, ten family photos. Put them in a drawer so people have room to put plates and things down. Yeah, like Anita said, you don't want people balancing uh, their plates or their drinks or bumping into each other and things like that happening. Uh, you want to be relaxed. You want to give them an opportunity to be relaxed as you're welcoming them into your house. So remove some things. Another uh, thought that I have is uh, when people are coming into your house, you know, if it's an outside party, well, then if they can come in through the backyard or around the side yard, just have them do that. 
They don't even have to go through the house. Then there's no confusion. Well, where do I go? Uh, you know, direct the people where you want them to land. So if it's a backyard party, we'll do some decorations outside, whether it be in your driveway or your side yard, something, you know, a cute sign, a uh, bouquet of flowers, you know, maybe a basket with you know uh, some something in it to indicate this is the party. If the party has a theme, something on theme. If it's a party where you don't know everyone, maybe you even want to do a name tag table. We were just at something for my daughter's choir at these. Uh, one of the families have the most stunning home and they've opened it up to her choir concert. Uh, and not, not all the parents know each other. So there was a little table with, you know, you could do it or not do it. Uh, put your name on a name tag with a Sharpie. And then it was very clear where you went. And then there was, you know, it doesn't have to be a very obvious sign, but there was, you know, a picture of the girls singing. And so you knew where you were going and how you got to your destination rather than the parties in the backyard. People are knocking on your door. You're not hearing it. You're in the back. Maybe the music's on. If the party is inside, we'll try to set up the entryway where, Either the rug is taken away or the, somehow the door is perched open. Maybe in the entry, you have a tray with uh, a signature drink or uh, just a refreshing something or other. It doesn't even have to be alcohol drinks, particularly in the summer. If it's hot, maybe you just have something there to greet the people, which is such a nice sort of icebreaker and everybody sort of gets right in the party mode right away. Yeah. And one time there was a big storm coming and people were coming to my house for dinner. It was raining and wet. And I thought, oh, my floors. You know what? I just put some bunch of uh, beach towels. I took a couple of beach towels and put them in the foyer. And I thought, I'm not going to worry about it. They'll step on the beach towels. By the time they walk off, most of it will be off their shoes and I'm just not going to worry about it. So I can focus on the party and not worry about, oh, what's getting tracked in? No, and an excellent way to handle it. And also instead of like biting your lip and being like, oh, I don't want them, you know, I don't want them to think they have to step on beach towels. I'm so glad you did that because any normal person would then feel, they're not going to feel comfortable unless they're just like a bull in a china shop type person you know, in a pouring rain coming into your house where you invited them as a guest and like, you know, then running through your house with muddy shoes on, you know, they're going to be like, oh, you know, trying to scrape off on the mat or should I take my shoes off? And it all becomes sort of awkward. It, you, If you help the, so the overarching idea that I'm trying to get across today, I think and Anita would agree, is just to make everyone feel comfortable. And if, if that means because it's pouring rain to have a place for umbrellas and towels for wet feet to be rubbed off on, then that's what you should do. Right. So it's just kind of responding to whatever kind of crisis happens and things do go wrong and things do happen. So it is nice to have a backup plan and to be able to focus on your guests and not be in crisis mode when the inevitable does happen. Right, right. So stuff can happen. And so obviously you should be really prepared beforehand. You don't want to sort of, you know, throw something together at the last minute. And, you know, unless that's the way you really roll and you can be comfortable with that. But, you know, as far as most people, if they were having more than a few people over, they would want to prepare. Um, we'll talk a little bit as we go on about, you know, sort of something on. Um, impromptu, which is so fun and usually my favorite kind of get together. Um, but here's something you can, with some forethought, if you're having a party. Also, if you're going to have candles, 
maybe choose a signature scent. If you're going to be serving a big meal, I would stay away from a scent. But if you're not, if it's a cocktail party and maybe it's there's, uh, you know, it's a really lovely summer evening, maybe you want to have the scent of gardenias or some sort of, you know, musky summery flower. I wouldn't just light up every candle you have that smells any which way, you know, like, oh, you know, in this room, it smells like pumpkin spice. (laughs) Pumpkin spice, exactly. So, you know, think about that and maybe also add in some of the battery operated candles. Another thing about lighting is if your party, particularly in the summer, if it's starting and it's still light out, um, even though you don't need the lights, I would put all the lights on the way you want them to be on. Uh, you know, which lights you want on and at the dimmed level that you want for your party. Because if it gets dark and you're outside and some people are inside, somebody's going to just flip that switch and all of a sudden you're going to be able to perform surgery in your kitchen. And that's not (laughs) what you want, right? So you control of that and do that all early on. People wouldn't even notice the lights on and wouldn't still light out. And then as the sun goes down and the party is rocking and rolling, everything will be the way you want it to be. Well, talking about a signature scent, I think it's also fun to think about the party ahead of time and put together a playlist specifically for that party and who's coming and what you're celebrating. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of the preparation is to put that great soundtrack together. That's an awesome idea. And if you're doing it on things like uh, Apple Music or Spotify or services like that, you can actually even share it after the party. Like maybe you send out some photos in an email and then you could send a link to the, 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 they could download and add it to their playlists and things like that. So that is super fun to do. Um, Well, what about putting a list together? Unless you're doing the impromptu spontaneous mm -hmm. event. I love having a list ahead of time of what needs to be done. The bigger the party, I would say the more planning that you need to do. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Right, the more people coming, the more uh, preparation ahead of time is needed. And I do like to have a list. I list what I'm making, and then I also list when it all needs to be finished by. And the other thing is on the foods. Let's talk, can we talk about the foods for a minute? Sure. Well, I like to make things that are going to be easy to prepare because I do have some dishes that are some of my very favorites, but they're very involved to prepare. And when you're doing a party, you've got so much going on. I really don't recommend that you make something that's going to take 90% of your time. So this is when I say, okay, there's this one thing that's super cool, but this other thing's almost as cool, but it takes a fourth of the amount of time to make. I'm going to make that thing. And so you need to make sure that you're going to have enough time to make everything. The other thing is I don't come up with new recipes when I'm having guests over. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> you like, don't I'm want... trying a souffle. Right. A souffle is an example of something that can really go wrong. So not only don't try anything new unless you're really a confident cook, but also don't go with any finicky foods like a souffle, again, unless you're an expert. Because some, if it's something like a souffle that can fall, uh, it's not really a good choice for a dinner party when you've got, you're going to have 50 interruptions and people opening your oven going, what's in there? And then they yeah. slam the door and there goes your Stop souffle. Stop jumping! <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, you know, keep in mind, you really want robust dishes that are going to handle perhaps being in, left in the oven a little bit longer than they need yeah, to be. Right. Uh, just that things would be like me. that. I'd be on the dance floor forgetting. But, you know, right. the, uh, you know, we can talk about any type of party sort of these tips will pertain to, uh, whether it's a big graduation party or a dinner party for six or something like that. Myself, I like to not only think about foods that are easy for me to prepare, but also foods that are easy to eat. Um, I'm not one to really have a dinner party where people are sitting down unless it's Thanksgiving or Christmas or something like that. It's just not really the way that we entertain. It's a a lot more casual. It's a lot more, uh, you know, open a bottle of something nice or make a fun drink in the summertime and then put out some platters, you know, some uh, a charcuterie platter, uh, you know, some fresh fruits and, you know, things like that that are super easy, even things that don't need to be heated, things that could be just room temp um, and bite-sized. Because I just I won't I usually don't even eat that much at a party my you know a couple of olives and maybe something like that because it it's always happens just like even when you're out to dinner and the waiter comes over to make sure everything's fine and you're like mid bite you're like Ish. <laughs> you don't want to talk to them because right, right. your mouth is full but they're like you're like yeah it's all good thanks um and you know undoubtedly somebody comes over to you and starts talking to you and you've got like you know half a whatever, and an empanada in your mouth or something like that. And, you, <laughs> and you're just like very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I would do, you know, bite size, easy to eat, easy to pick up. That's how I would roll. Well, I think entertaining has changed a lot over the years and the sit down dinner parties are not so popular as they used to be. And now it does seem to be very casual and just uh, finger foods, thing that you, things that you can stand and eat. So it's not as important that it be this full meal. Although I will say appetizers sometimes are a lot more involved to make than a big they are. pot or pan of something. They they definitely are. So that's always a great option to maybe just pick them up somewhere or just do things that um, – assembly sorts of things. Like well, I'm saying, and- like a platter of cheese mm-hmm. and crackers and grapes and olives and maybe, you know, you add some co- cool like, you know, fig spread that they could put under their cheese. I just something. did that on top of a brie that was wonderful. Yum. And that's the other thing. Uh, not that long ago, I think it was really frowned on if the hostess didn't make all the food from scratch. And that just isn't the case anymore. So much of what people serve at their homes is something that they bought at a great restaurant or uh, picked up at a great deli or whatever. So don't feel like you have to make everything. There's no embarrassment in purchasing some or all of the food. In fact, the last time we had some people to the farm not too long ago, we you know, we, it was, I didn't make any of the food. It was all from a local restaurant. Yeah. And then you're supporting the local economy too. That's all good. And no matter, you know, if you're not having the sit down dinner um, and it's people are moving around and mingling, then set up conversation spots. So let's just uh, dip back into sort of furniture, whether you're removing or rearranging. Um you know, unless you're it's someone that's giving a lecture or like at this choir event <laughs> where we were sitting and watching the girls perform, uh, there's really no reason to have your chairs in a line like little soldiers mm-hmm. uh, or just sort of scattered randomly about. Make definite conversation areas, you know, maybe six people, four people, you know, something like that. But, How you know, big is to your make- house? <laughs> What? I don't room for all of these. Well, I'm kind of picturing a lot of this outside because oh, you know, okay. it's summertime, right? So 
Um, okay, I can do that. Yeah, you could do that. Um, in my house, I don't. I couldn't set up more than a few conversation tables either. Um, so set, you know, set it up like that where there's a maybe a, a nesting table or any kind of little table. Even if you turned over a crate or something like that, you could throw a, a pretty cloth over it and just set up these little areas where people can go. People like to do that and they're more than likely going to be talking in small groups and then moving around. Well, and it's fun to set up, bring some of your indoor, as long as the weather allows, bring some of your indoor furniture outside. I think that's a very elegant, beautiful look. And if you can... I think it just makes it extra special. Yeah. And I think there's something about, you know, it doesn't have to be your giant couch and, you know. Oh, I don't mean that. Don't bring yeah. that up. And it certainly wouldn't be my Brugere chairs, but, you know, like something well, maybe from some inside. Of your your kitchen it, table chairs, right. something like that. It makes it feel special and somehow different if there's out, indoor furniture outside. Like people are really respond to that. Right. Maybe an ottoman or two, or if you have a small, I have a little French uh, card table. I think that would be perfect sitting outside. Right. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Um, and hey, you know what? You we always say use the good stuff. You know, use it. Um, that and no shame if you want to use paper plates or which you know, I did stuff. at this party recently. Yeah, and there and thank goodness mm-hmm. you did because you ended up having a rainy day and everybody was inside and it just would have been one more thing to deal with. But if it's not that big of a party, and you know, I. I I have, you know, like Anita, we, I have so many dishes, like, and, you know, some of them are just sets I picked up at thrift stores and stuff. I enjoy using them at that time because it kind of gives them, you know, a little um, opportunity to get out of the closets and the cupboards. And I, I use them. If you have stuff like that, use it. If you don't have stuff like that, there are so many great options now for paper plates and napkins and things like that. Oh, I've got a great link that I will include on some beautiful, uh, disposable dinnerware if you need to go that route. But on the dishes, my feeling is if you collect dishes and you would enjoy using them, pull them out. If you're the kind of person that it's going to stress you in a big way, having them out, having to clean them, then don't use them. To me, it's about having fun. And for Kelly and me, we love our dishes and I am looking for every opportunity to invite them to the party. I I know. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Why should they be in the shelf when everyone else is out mingling and having fun? Uh, So yeah, I do try to include them at the party. But if you know what is a good thing to rent though is, and if you don't have enough that match, if you're having more than 12 people, you probably don't have matching glasses. And if that is something you would like to have, you could rent wine glasses so easily or probably even tumblers if you were serving some other type of drink or for the non-alcoholic beverages. Yeah. Um, and then you, do, I made the mistake one time doing this. I cleaned them all. I thought you had to clean them before the people came to pick them up. You don't have to clean them. You just put them back in the – they usually How many did you, sort of- did you rent? It was for a benefit that I was involved in and we were hosting it and it was a lot. So don't even get me started. I got up early in the morning because they were coming and I cleaned all the dishes, uh, the the glasses and I put them back in. They were sparkling. They were probably cleaner than when I got them. Look at Ikea too, because for one of the big parties we had at the farm, I bought their glass plates and I think they were a dollar a piece and I still have them. No, that's great. That is great. I mean, then, you know, I I like that idea, but then you do have to store them. But so look into those options if you really are somebody who would like everything to match, um, or you just don't have enough of something. 
Um, yeah, one party I had, I remember somebody asking me, oh, and this was when my mother-in-law was still alive. They said, oh, did you borrow a lot of dishes from your mother-in-law? And I said, no, what are you talking about? Oh, because <laughs> like, you I didn't even use dishes? half of them. Oh, how what? funny. Because oh, there were so many dishes out there. Were there were so many yeah. dishes. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, you don't, you clearly do not you know, don't me. know me. Why you, you don't know what are you you're doing at my with? party? You don't even know me. <laughs> um, Darcy had some great tips too in her email when she made this suggestion. So let's share some of those. I love okay. uh, this one in particular. Again, to give people direction. Like we're saying, you know, let them know where the location of the party is. You know, it's not in your master bedroom mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's not over here. You know, here, this is the way you go to the party. It's outside or the party is in the family room or the party is in the backyard, something like that. Um, Anita's idea, hey, it's raining. I'm putting these towels down. Like, you know, bingo, light goes on. Wipe your feet. You know, hello. So Darcy had an idea along the same line. When people come in with coats and handbags and things like that. She actually puts a, um, she has a chest. So you could use a chest or like a large basket and she'll put like one, uh, one of her handbags, you know, I'm guessing probably even like an empty one there. It just gives a clue to the people coming in. This is where you can put your things, right? Or you have a closet that you've cleared out if you live in a wintry climate and it's cold out and people are going to have coats and they're always like, ah, what do I do with my coat? And then, you know, sometimes it's an extra bedroom, but they feel awkward. They don't know where to go. And maybe your kids are in the room across the hall. So maybe you just clear out the the closet in the entryway. Just take all your coats out. Oh, put great your idea. coats mm-hmm. in a bedroom and have some empty hangers. Leave it open. Then they could see. Darcy's great, both great ideas. You know, clear out a closet. Leave it open so the people can see it. Put a chest or a basket or something there with an indication, hey, this is where you put your handbags or your gloves or your umbrellas or whatever it is that they're going to have that would not be something they're going to want to carry around the party with them. Great idea. Yeah. She's a smart girl though, Darcy. Um, As far as the menu, which is not exactly decorating, but kind of, you know, you need to have all these things going on. I would limit the amount the beverages. Some people feel like they have to offer everyone everything under the sun. I would say if you want to do a signature drink, that's up to you whether that seems like fun to you because nobody's going to really be like, wow, I had a great time, but there was no signature drink. Like, nobody's <laughs> yeah. going to say that. Um, if you want to serve only white wine, fine. It's your party. Uh, but maybe also have a, you know, a beer selection and then, of course, have non-alcoholic beverages available. But you don't have to have, oh, somebody likes Tito's and somebody else likes the vodka. I mean, we don't drink hard liquor, so I don't have any of that on hand. Right, uh, so you don't Not have only to is it a biggest expense, you, know, you don't even know if the people are going to want it. And then right. you're stuck with it. Um, this is a decorating thing and a functioning thing. Set up some stuff different stations. So no matter how you're serving your food, unless you've got people helping you and they're passing the hors d'oeuvres, you know, it's going to have to be on some horizontal surface somewhere. My suggestion is don't make it one spot, particularly if there's a number of people at the party, because they, it will, they will get backed up and then somebody, they're not going to want to stand there like, oh, I'm waiting to get my food. You know, so set up a couple of stations with the food, the same stuff. 
So kind of repeat it. You know, you're going to have this kind of platter here. You have the same platter in the other one. So it's not like, oh gosh, you know, the, 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 you know, cheese over there is so much better than the cheese over there. You know, it doesn't have to be exact, but you know, to the point where they, they feel like when they visit it, there's the same opportunities at each one. And I would do the same thing for drinks. Don't have it all in one spot because the people are going to get, excuse the pun, bottled up there. And, and, you know, then it becomes sort of awkward. So just, it bench nicer if someone could walk up to a table and pour themselves whatever they want and walk away without waiting a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, or have the food just spread out in your house. So it's not the food and the drinks are, aren't all in one place where the line is going to get yeah. to be a mess, yeah, for yeah. sure. And the more people you have, the more of an issue this is. If it's a very small party, it's really not going to matter. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. If you think people might be bringing you flowers, and a lot of times people do bring flowers to parties, set yourself up some vases sort of out of sight, you know, maybe in a corner of your kitchen or if you're lucky enough to have a butler's pantry or something like that with water with the floral preservative that I would always recommend that you use and have them at the ready. This way, if somebody walks in with flowers in their hand, they hand them to you, you graciously take them and slip off the plastic and plop them right in and they can be used at the party or at least they're not going to wilt and the people that brought them are going to feel good about it because you're enjoying them right away and it hasn't become sort of that hassle like, oh, now I have these flowers, where do I put them? So all of this these ideas for decorating, for entertaining, is really just to make your party more enjoyable for your guests and for yourself and to have things just flow um, so you can enjoy the people that you were nice enough to invite over and not fret over what's going on with respect to, you know, where are they putting their stuff or, uh, you know, did something spill on the floor or what am I going to do with these flowers? Yeah. And if there's kids coming, you know, just pick up those things that might be easily knocked off. Yeah. You know, those special things, just put them up. Yes, exactly. Like if you really have a beautiful collection of something special, just put it away. I know, you know, if, and if, you know, people come because the kids, one at a time, they can see it. <laughs> those kids are drawn to that stuff. If it's oh, a delicate, magnets. expensive thing, they know it offhand yes. and go, hit, make a beeline for it. Okay. Anita, let's just, before we wrap up the topic mm-hmm. and go into crushes and questions. Let's go into the bathroom for a second. I know this is not your favorite place. Are we to go. going together? Well, let's just go in and we can have give everyone some tips on how to handle their bathroom slash powder room for a party. Well, what you don't want to do, I can tell you this from another blogger, is to put a burning candle in there. I know another blogger that did that and her bathroom burned, had a fire in it. Oh, no. Yeah. It was an unattended candle. An unattended candle. Well, I don't know what else to call it. That is exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so don't someone do that. knocked it over or did the candle just Would they don't know? Out? I think it was the curtain uh, from the shower, I think, blew oh. over something. We're not right. Really sure. Or you can ma- picture it like someone like, you know, quickly drying their hands and like throwing the ta- the even if it's paper and they think they're hitting in the garbage can and it goes on the candle. Uh, you know, I right. I do put a candle in there. And, you, and lots of times you go to parties and people have candles and they think it's nice. Um, but yet yeah, you're absolutely right. That's dangerous. Well, if that's what you, if you want the scent in there, put a diffuser Then in you need there. an attendant. <laughs> that's right. You need an attendant. Or, yeah, or just put a diffuser in there or put one of those, 
know what are those things called with the sticks in them. I yes. guess that's also a diffuser. I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, how about um, t- uh, towels in the bathroom? You know, presumably everyone who might have to use the the bathroom would also then be washing their hands. And then, so do you want to have your lovely linen bespoke? towels in there? No. Like I would take my gray towels that I used my employee discount on and I would put them away. (laughs) A, I don't want all these people using them. And B, like I don't want to use a towel that's now sort of wet that, you know, maybe 20 other people at the party use. Well, my suggestion is to get the paper guest towels and then they can be thrown away. Yes. So I have some with my initial on them. Of and that's course I, you do. Yes. Well, what can I say? No, I think that's nice. And I am you're so against landfills. We use nap, cloth napkins every di- night at dinner and things like that. But for a party situation, you kind of sometimes you just have to get real. Like well, make up the, for it someplace else. You know, well, the problem is else. if you have a hand, if you have a, a, a cotton towel in there and you have a lot of guests, it's not going to hold up to a lot of people going in there and using it. Yeah. And that's why I'm suggesting the paper guest towels. If it's just a few people, again, it's going to be fine. But at some point, that towel becomes unusable because it just never gets a chance to dry out. And in that case, yeah, I think the paper guest towels are really the way to go. Right. So make sure, that, you know, in keeping with that idea, sometimes in a powder room in particular, you might just have a little trash can, something like that. You know, maybe put a bigger can in there or if you have somebody helping with your party or you're in there, just make sure that stuff isn't overflowing and all of that sort of stuff. You know, that's pretty obvious. But um, you may also do like a little – tiny little basket just with some little essentials. Like it may be, you know, some – feminine things, maybe some mouthwash, maybe, you know, even, you know, a few other things that you could think of, mints or something like that. Just have in the bathroom that people might want to use or might have a situation where- Oh, that's a great idea. They would appreciate them being there, right? It doesn't have to be super obvious, just sort of tucked over on the side. I love that idea. Do you? I do. All right. Well, that was right off the top of my head. I wasn't sure if I liked that, but yeah, that could work, right? Can't help. Yeah. It's like, Whatever can help people feel relaxed, I think is great. You know, and you don't like maybe safety pins, even just little things like that. You could think of what might be like a little emergency thing that could really save the day. You know, somebody eats too much of your fabulous some encrusted brie or something. <laughs> tubs. <laughs> yeah, you have to put tubs in your bathroom. Yeah, I was going to say that would make me definitely make order me- out next party. But you know, like a um, you know, somebody's button goes awry. You maybe have a little safety pin, something like that. People must be staying at your house an awful long time if they're having that many uh, crises while they're there. (laughs) I'm averting crises all day long. (laughs) Well, but the thing about the basket is when people go in and see all of those emergency supplies, they feel like you really care about them and that you were thinking of them. That's really the nice thing. They would just say, that Kelly, she's so sweet. She must have been a Girl Scout. Look how prepared she is. She must have been. You know, and maybe, uh, you know, if you're going to ixnay the the candle, I would always have a little bud vase of fresh flowers in there. That's Oh, yes, yes. Well, and we didn't even mention that, but definitely, I think you absolutely want fresh flowers at the party. You want some on the tables where the... uh, where you're serving food. So that's something I would not skip. 100%. Yes, for sure. I can't believe it took us this long to get there. Um, I can't get out of the bathroom, so I'm going to stay in here for a second. I okay, think should I close a- the door now? No, no, please don't. 
Um, if it's a bathroom that is used by your family regularly and not a powder room that you know doesn't have a medicine cabinet or anything like that, please do yourself and your guests a favor and take everything that has any sort of personal, like pretend you're staging the house for sale. Take oh, away right. the electric toothbrushes. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Take away anything. Even if it's a medicine cabinet, I would clear it all out of there. There's nosy parkers out there in the world anyway. Well, and it's so- not just nosy. I've known people to take some painkillers from Stop it! Oh, I'm not mentioning any names, but I know who did it. <laughs> well, I'm sure I don't know them. You could tell us. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say. <laughs> well, that, okay. I don't really So even know. if you know all your guests, just put the painkillers You just never know. You put the Percocet up. So That's yeah, right. take take all of that away and, uh, you know, clear all the surfaces. That's, let's just say. And yeah, even if there's stuff under the sink, I, you know, I just put it all... You guess you could tuck it all under there, but if it, if you you know if you have Anita's friends, you might want to clear everything out completely. I don't know. Okay, so I think that was a great topic, one we had not thought about ourselves, and brought to us by Darcy H. Thank you so much, Darcy, and for everybody else that had written to us a while ago. I think we did one uh, giveaway or something like that, and we were asking for suggestions, or maybe we were just asking for them. But I do have a whole list, and we have gone through several of them already, and. If you haven't, if you've suggested a topic and you haven't seen yours yet or heard yours yet, it's probably coming up. So we've been tucking them in as we roll along our 200 plus hours of podcast recordings. Right. Uh, My crush today is another podcast that uh, Peter, my husband, suggested to me and I'm loving it. I was actually uh, been was listening in the car. You know, it's like when you find one that you really like, you tend to want to really listen to a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last night, well, yesterday afternoon into the evening, I was cleaning my kitchen like crazy. You guys know how much I love to clean, so I was like going at it, like going deep. I got took everything out of the hutch. I was use that beeswax spray that oh, we needed to put on to for the hutch and I was cleaning all the dishes. Like I was going deep and I had this podcast playing the whole time. It's called revisionist history. Oh, I listened to that one. You do? Yes. Yes. I love it. Okay. And it's it's like, he does so much research. He does. It's Malcolm Gladwell. And you guys may know Malcolm Gladwell because he is the author of many, many best-selling books like uh, The Tipping Point and Blink and a few others. Um, He has written for The New Yorker pretty much like his whole adult life. Um, The guy is so smart. And even if you don't, I've listened to so many that I'm just like, whoa, like I never thought about that. Or it's basically revisionist history. It's about things that happened to the past that maybe didn't get their due or people misremember or nobody really went deep enough or or these little things that were never really explored. There was something about... um, Where you think you know the whole story, but you don't. Yeah. And these, I mean, it's not, it's usually not like, uh, you know, the Kennedy shooting or anything like that. It's like these little nuggets that you may have not even heard of. Um, But he dives in really deep and I found them so interesting and he interviews some of the people and I don't know, just, and then there's always... Would you agree? I'm so, I knew I was like Anita's going to love this. Well, I'm going to tell her, but you already know about it. Oh, of course um, I do. Yeah, but you, did you listen to the Brian Williams one, which I loved, which is about don't trust your memory because 
people have these memories. They, they are adamant that they know exactly how things happened in the past, but a lot of times your memory can be off on the order of events or what exactly happened. And I ran into that because I was uh, writing about an event that happened several years ago for my column in the Round Top Register, and I had to go back and check, do some fact-checking because I couldn't remember the exact order. Oh, yeah. No, that's what I was saying. Like e- almost every episode has some it, – it somehow is reflective of human nature, whether it's like your memory or like how people interpret things based on their – life experience. And it's just, it really makes you think. Yeah. It's a good one. And we're clearly not alone in enjoying it because he has like a a 38,000, you know, five-star reviews or something. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. So people might've already heard of it. My crush is for traveling because I've got some trips coming up and I just have not been able to find the perfect bag, something that's going to carry my laptop, perhaps a few other things, but then it gets too heavy. So then I thought, well, I want to put it on top of my suitcase, but I haven't found anything that that looks nice. So I found something that I think is really pretty. I will link to it in the show notes, but it's a canvas weekender bag, duffel bag, which, okay, yeah, there's a thousand of those, right? But here's the thing about this one is it comes in several different designs, but it's got the strap that fits around the trolley handle for your suitcase. And I know there's a lot of briefcases that do that, but not a lot of good-looking ladies duffel bags that have that strap where it will stay on your trolley handle. And you know what I'm talking about with yeah, that strap. Yeah, that's brilliant right? because I always put mine on there and then you're like and then it falls along off. and all of a sudden you're like, and you're like your laptop goes winging onto the ground. Yeah. Well, I know. And then I finally started putting all the heavy things in the suitcase, but now the suitcases have gotten so small, you still need a large, a second, your personal item needs to be rather large. And I actually bring a rather large personal item and then put a small purse in there. So this, this duffel bag, I'm really excited about getting it. Super. So okay. yes, right. there you go. And it comes in a bunch of different styles and has a lot of excellent reviews on Amazon. Okay, good. All right, good. I'm glad to hear that. That is very useful. Um, Our listener question today comes from Nadia N. And Nadia was new to the podcast a little bit ago in March when she sent us in her email. And she wanted to know pretty much like where to begin. I mean, she's absolutely right. I mean, now we know we have over 200 hours. There's a lot of podcasts episodes to enjoy from DTT. So I, she was kind of asking us to curate the universe for us, uh, for her. And so Anita, our resident statistician, has, I believe, picked out some of the most popular decorating tips, tricks, episodes. And this might be useful to a lot of people who are new to us. And we know there are a ton of new listeners. And thank you so much for joining us. I think a lot of you have come over from uh, YouTube because I've met a lot of you on my YouTube channel. And um, I've told you about the podcast or you've asked about it. And I think you've come over because we have a lot of new listeners. Thank you. Okay. So these are the top three episodes. I am so curious to hear this because I don't, no idea. Mm -hmm. We'll do it David Letterman style. Number three first. It is episode 243, things that will make you happier in your home. Oh. Okay. And we'll include links, but if you don't want to go to show notes, you can always go to decorating tips and tricks slash, and just put the number in that I'm giving you. So that one was 243. 
The next one, number two, is 314. You've got style, but which one? Yeah, and the number one listen to episode is 308, Design Lessons That Will Make You a Better Decorator. Ah. So, yeah. So, there you have it. Awesome. That's interesting. Okay, yes. Everybody wants to be happier, stylish, and learn something. That's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love the way you've surmi- you know, you've summarized it in such a lovely way. <laughs> this was fun. Again, thanks a lot, Darcy. I uh, really appreciate it. I, I do want to party with you someday, girlfriend. Okay, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. Remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations, any project you want to talk about, any room, any space. We are here for you. And we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash consult. We hope to talk to you soon.